It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. We are jam-packed on this Wednesday, including an explanation for the inexplicable. A ridiculous conversation that real people are actually having. The end of an era, the worst defense ever, and yes, we got Taylor Swift tickets, all that and more. It's a Wednesday, let's go. Here we go! Only one place to start. Only one place to start is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire, and the smartest thing I can think of is to tell you that the assembled members of the hashtag crew have indeed assembled around me this morning. Hembo is here. Nuno is here. Bubba is here. Hembo, you're wearing a very nice jacket. Like We, we frequently criticize your wardrobe, and for any number of obvious reasons, it is easily criticizable, but I actually kind of like the jacket you're wearing today. So have we reached a point where I dress so badly that if I wear something decent, it needs to be mentioned? Yes. yes. That's where we are? We yes. have definitely reached that point, <laughs> yes. Uh, we've reached a point where if your clothing is noteworthy then um, it, it, is, it is worth talking about, one where it's worth noting, one way or the other. And it goes probably 80-20 on the opposite oh, side. Oh, at least 80. Uh, at, at very least. So anyway, guys, a lot to get into today. And we have a ton of football in the hopper. But this was just sent to me. So I haven't heard it. We're going to hear it together. So I admit to being hopelessly biased on the subject of Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday, the controversial hiree in Indianapolis as the new coach of the Colts. And you've seen a lot of the criticism that has come. Joe Thomas, the longtime outstanding NFL offensive lineman, had some very harsh criticism of the move. Bill Cower on CBS had some very harsh criticism of the move. To a degree, Rex Ryan did as well on Sunday NFL Countdown here. He and I talked about it on Get, on Get Up on Monday. And uh, I admit that there is a part of me that when I hear people taking these really significant shots at Jeff, that I feel defensive. I feel like I want to defend Jeff because he's my friend. And this is the danger, as I've told you before, I try as hard as I can to not develop personal relationships with people I have to cover because I want to step back from this thing and look at it honestly. I want to understand, and I think I told you on Monday why I understand the way these guys feel. Not so much Joe Thomas. I'm not sure I understand why this seemed to offend him so personally. I do understand why it bothers someone like Bill Cower and someone like Rex and a lot of other coaches who have been told forever this is the path that must be taken in order to get this holy grail of a job. There are only 32 of them at any given time on the entire face of planet Earth. And now all of a sudden someone else is given the chance to take a totally different path, not a meaningless one, but a totally different path, and I can see why it rubs them the wrong way. So I'm trying very hard to fight back my own inclination to want to just shout at Bill Cower and shout at Joe Thomas and shout at Rex and shout at anyone else who is taking shots at Jeff because it's not right for me in this case to defend my friend. I need to try and understand the situation in its totality. 
Chris Mad Dog Russo, I have no idea how close his relationship is to Jeff. If he has any relationship with Jeff, I would guess they, their paths would have crossed here on first take a couple of times. But I had it sent to me that Mad Dog went off on Cower. So I have not yet heard this. Nuno, I assume you've heard it. It's on my screen. Is, is, it, is, <laughs> yes. it, is it really good? Am I going to be excited? Yes, it's, uh, it's, it's Mad Dog. It's Love vintage it. Russo. Okay, so this is Chris Mad Dog Russo's reaction to um, Bill Cower's criticism. And, and I'm told that Joe Thomas uh, gets involved in this as well here. Uh, the criticism from Cower and Joe Thomas of the Jeff Saturday hiring. Let's hear it. He hit the right notes in the six days, but somehow, someway, the great Bill Cower, the great Bill Cower, who got his job without working in Milwaukee, the great Bill Cower is annoyed that Jeff Saturday got a head coaching job. It's an insult to you, the profession. Pipe down, all right? Pipe down. You know it's an insult to the profession? That you're walking in a CBS set and you never worked a day in your life anywhere else in broadcasting. Never a day! Never a day! Give Saturday credit. I thought it was a unit. I thought it was something different. What, we're going to put John Fox in? Haven't we seen enough of John Fox over the year? The same John Fox who drafted freaking Trubisky and traded up to get him? We're going to put him in there. You want to go look at Gus Bradley's resume as a head coach? Colin Russo's better than Gus Bradley. We're going to look at him? I mean, calm down. I, I, I love it. I really do love it. And, and there is, this is not a personal, I have, I have no reason to think that Chris uh, Russo has a close relationship with Jeff. Again, I don't know. There's more here, and I just want to hear it. He talks about how, um, uh, how Jeff outcoached uh, Josh McDaniels <laughs> in the game the other day. How'd they do Sunday in Vegas? They were crisp. They were ready to play. They committed four measly penalties. They had a good drive in the fourth quarter. He played the right quarterback. He used his time management properly. properly. He did not waste any timeouts. He, co- he didn't fart around with that stupid data, that analytical nonsense with the 23-year-old kid in a sprint bike with the freaking, you know, John Carroll sweatshirt on. He went out there and he coached his against Josh McDaniels, who learned that the fight at the feet of Belichick. Belichick. Check. One of the all-time greats there forever with Brady. He outcoached his A. He outcoached him. The Raiders were awful. Oh, I love it. That's so good. See, because he's so right. Look, sometimes the road less traveled is the right road to take when you reach a fork in the road. It, it, there is no law that says you have to take the path that everyone has always taken before. Because as often as not, it doesn't work. Josh McDaniels has done a terrible job coaching the Las Vegas Raiders. Terrible. We talked about this yesterday. Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, who did what you're supposed to do, he didn't hire the interim guy. He hired the obvious guy, the longtime play caller, Josh McDaniels, who already had a track record of failure in his first head coaching job. And, oh, by the way, who already has an indirect track record of failure because all of the Belichick assistants wind up failing wherever they go. But anyway, the point is he brings in that guy. He takes over a team that had the best chemistry, the best locker room of any team in the NFL. They banded together around their leaders, their quarterback, and everything else last year when Gruden gets fired in disgrace, and they wind up making a playoff run. And what does he do? He says, let me go get a Belichick disciple to come in here because this is the way everyone always does this. And now they stink, and the quarterback is sitting up there literally crying, literally crying at press conferences after these games. So you're telling me that was so much better than the way it works with Jeff? Now, look, I understand that if you are a person whose entire life has been spent in pursuit of this goal, 
and you've always been told this is your way to get it. I used the analogy the other day. We did this thing called dream job here at ESPN once upon a time. And a lot of people were rubbed the wrong way. They got bent out of shape about the fact that a young person who had no experience, hadn't gone through all the same things that we had gone through to get where we were, that he got that job. He's a very nice kid. He's not a kid anymore. His name is Mike Call. He works at Big Ten Network. He's a very talented guy. But we all felt the same way. So I understand how if this directly and personally impacts you, that it would bother you. And further, I understand that the history of minority hiring in the National Football League for head coaching positions in particular is so embarrassing, I mean, so incredibly bad, that I certainly understand why this looks terrible in that context. So I'm not in any way diminishing some of the legitimate criticism. But I do also think it is important to point out That every now and again, the the outside-the-box move works in sports and in life. I mean, Steve Kerwin never coached anything, to the best of my knowledge. How's he done in Golden State? That all worked out pretty well. Phil Jackson came from the CBA. He was coaching the Albany Patroons. Jerry Krause plucked him out of there, put him on the bench in Chicago. How'd that work out? Pat Riley, I think, came right out of the broadcast booth to coach the Lakers a million years ago when they fired Westhead. Things happen that are outside the box. I'm not saying it's the only way to do it. What I'm saying is the idea that Jeff Saturday isn't qualified to coach a football team because he'd never coached before is actually stupid thinking if you step back from it. He doesn't have the same experience that practically everyone else who's ever gotten that job had. Thus, his qualifications seem unworthy. But let's analyze that for a minute. As he himself said, he played 14 years. He was a team leader throughout that entire period of time. He saw the game from the inside out. He saw great players. He saw one of the greatest players of all time. He saw great coaches. Tony Dungy in particular, Hall of Fame. So you're going to tell me that Jeff Saturday doesn't know how to coach a football team? Because he was never a defensive coordinator or whatever else it might be that someone else winds up getting the job because they did. So I, I'm glad Chris Russo said that. I really am. And, and the more I think about it, the more I am on that side. You know, I have to admit something to you. Here's what I'm going to say. I told you the other day, I will always tell you when I'm wrong. On the radio, I will always tell you when I'm wrong. And I'm going to tell you something else. I have held back the last few days in saying what I'm saying right now because I was worried that my own judgment of this was being skewed by my friendship with Jeff. I I genuinely have felt that way. And Hembo is sitting right next to me. And Hembo works with Jeff, has worked with Jeff over the, whatever it's been, two and a half years that he's been on Get Up as closely as anybody, right? I mean, every single week he'd be on the phone with him and emails and everything else, and then he comes in here. So we love the guy. I don't know anyone who has met him for more than 15 seconds that doesn't love him. It's impossible not to. But I will make a complete confession that I have done the opposite of what I've always wanted to do on the air. I've never wanted personal relationships to impact the things I say. Because my first priority has always been to you. If you're listening to this show, my obligation to you, my responsibility to you, is to tell you what I really think. And I'm admitting to you I've held back. The last three days, because I have been afraid that my own perspective was being skewed by my feelings for Jeff. But when I hear Chris say this, I realize he's right. He's absolutely right. And it has sort of given me, at least in my own mind, some license 
to say what I really think. Why are you smiling at me like well, that? I, I, I harken back to this thing that I learned not too long ago. It's called the Peter Principle. Are you familiar with the Peter Principle, Greeny? Is, is that the failing up principle? Yes. Yeah, of course. So, Every, parenthetically, you just learned that recently? Everyone has been well long aware I read of the, the book Peter recently. Principle. Okay. Anyway, Josh McDaniels, eminently qualified, right? Yeah. Like the most qualified. In, in theory, yeah. Jeff Saturday, in theory, the least. There's a lot more to this job than that. Right. So Josh McDaniels has clearly failed up. Jeff Saturday, despite not having those qualifications, is just as equipped, if not more so, to lead a football team into the future. What do you think of all this, um, Nuno? Like, by the way, so Jeff, I think this was from McAfee yesterday, right? These responses that you put on my screen, Nuno, was this? Because I saw he was on with McAfee yesterday. Jeff was. Are those, are those yes. quotes from McAfee? Yeah. So he, he, he talked a lot about how... God is his defender in the Lord. Jeff is a very religious man, um, and, and that, that is a big part of who he is, and that's why he uh, has the, look, that, that is his uh, feeling, and it sustains him, and, and that is how he feels certain that he is doing the right thing, and that's ultimately the only person he has to answer to. That, that, that is how Jeff has responded to it, or at least how he responded on, um, on McAfee's show yesterday. And what I would say, not that Jeff needs any advice from me, is your response is how your team plays. Your response is, again, it doesn't mean they have to win every single game because they're not very good. If they were very good, they wouldn't have fired the first guy. But if you make them, they they, they clearly seem to come together. He is a leader. Jeff Saturday is a leader. He walks in the room. A leader is a leader, regardless of what it is they're doing. He was a leader on our show for two years. Every single show he was on, he was the leader in that room. He was the first one in. He was the last one out. I'm talking about a TV show now. There's a guy who didn't need to do that. That's who he is. So he is legitimately a leader. Uh, let me pause briefly on this thought. I, I have a few more things to say about this, and I really do want to hear from Nuno and Bubba and more from Hembo as we talk about this. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com careers. Apply online today. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Uh, we will also uh, talk about a conversation I cannot believe that two actual people actually had about the greatest coach of all time. But they did. You'll hear about it next. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. More from Chris Russo yesterday. This talking about Joe Thomas. Oh, that drove me freaking crazy all weekend long. I got to listen to Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas, hey, he's a hell of a football player. 100% to make a great broadcaster. Gets these jobs with no experience yet. Somehow Jeff Saturday can't go to play 13 years in the NFL. What a championship. More than I can say for Thomas is Browns. 1A title. Good for Saturday. Good for Ursa. I don't even like Ursa. Good for him. <laughs> Chris, uh, going to town, if you're just joining us here, we played some other ones earlier about he sort of went to town on Bill Cower and on um, and now on Joe Thomas for their criticism of Jeff Saturday. And I, I, I acknowledged uh, sometimes I feel I need to continue to recap for you all the things that I've already said. I need to stop doing that. You just need to listen for the two hours. Just hang out with us for two hours. We have a lot to say and I can't be going over all of it. Hembo, at the end of the day, you agree or disagree with my take? I totally agree with your take. I mean, every... <laughs> Every job I've ever gotten is because of a relationship of some kind. That's the case with most people. I mean, I understand the, the, the Bill Cowers of the world feeling this way. But the Joe Thomas thing was weird and honestly kind of offensive, especially if you know Jim Irsay's history. I thought that to be totally out of bounds. Yeah, that's totally. true. He, he suggested that Jim Irsay was Jeff's drinking buddy. We know that uh, Jim Irsay has struggled with those sorts of demons in the past and does not drink anymore. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, that di- I don't know that for sure that Joe knows that. I, I, I didn't hear the conversation. I, I just saw it. It, brought, it was brought to my attention. So that part of it, I don't know. Nuno, which side of this are you on? <sighs> I think this is all ridiculous, right? It's I would love to have a, you know, a billionaire friend who owns a team and is like, hey, here, you know, here's this opportunity, right? We've seen it before. We saw my Mike Mayock, and that was a disaster. We saw John John Lynch get a job out of the booth. Hell, Aaron Boone got his job out of the booth. Um, you know, we've seen worse decisions. I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies hired John Hollinger, who used to be an ESPN writer, as like their VP of basketball operations. So stop. It's not like Jeff doesn't have the experience which you need on the field, right? Like, so where do we stop with this? I think it's, uh, we've gone into a situation where it's hot takes. Did Bill Cower every time his name was mentioned for a job, come out and say, no, don't put my name there? No. Like, how many times was Bill Cower's name attached to jobs when people still had jobs? It's, it's just asinine. You know, it's interesting you say that because football is the one place where this has never been done. In every other sport, we've seen it. And in every other sport, it caused barely a ripple. And one of the reasons is there is this assumption that being a football coach is much, much harder Mm. than being a baseball manager or being a basketball coach, which is to say that a basketball coach's primary responsibility is to make sure everyone is working together, right? It is, is to sort of it set the tone, set the chemistry, make sure the relationships are good. And as Jeff Van Gundy said to me once a long time ago, the head coach of the team and the best player on the team have to have a great relationship because then the player becomes an extension of the coach's vision. If that's not the case, then the coach has no chance. So it's very player dependent. 
Baseball, it's obviously all player dependent and the manager's primary responsibility, especially now where practically every decision that a manager makes is preordained. It is it is worked up on a calculator by an algorithm or whatever long before the first pitch of a game is actually thrown. The manager's primary responsibility is over the course of an incredibly long season that is so grueling is to put out all the fires that inevitably come up and make sure everyone is pulling on the same rope and just sort of set a tone for your clubhouse and everything else. Those are the manager's most important jobs. And there's no obvious reason that Aaron Boone can't do that. And there's no obvious reason that Steve Kerr can't do that. But we look at being a football coach and we think there's so much more involved. And part of the reason for that, and this has been my observation in now 30 years covering sports, There isn't anyone in the world who thinks anything is more complicated than football coaches think football is. Football coaches think football is the most complicated thing in the world. Now, I will grant fully that when we're watching tape, there are things I do not see that Rex Ryan sees that over the course of my many years here, Herman Edwards sees. I've got a story that I've always loved. I was sitting in front of an edit bay, you know, just for a monitor with a a play on it, and we were watching something that I was going to go do. I was uh, doing Sports Center from the Super Bowl. This is a long time ago. And Herman Edwards is working for us. And so there's just a, a play frozen right before the snap on the screen. And it was it was like inside the 10 yard line. And Herman Edwards is literally just walking by behind me. And he just says, he stops and he says out loud, yep, they've got that blocked up. That's a touchdown. Before the ball is snapped. And I said, can someone roll this? (laughs) And sure enough, they had it blocked up and it was a touchdown. Now, I can't see that. But you know who can? Dan Orlovsky can see it. Jeff Saturday can see it. Dominique Foxworth can see it. Marcus Spears can see it. Players can see it just as easily as coaches can see it. So I, I do, I, I, am, I am feeling more and more emboldened in this take. Again, I, I feel badly now that I didn't do this earlier. And as I, as I said before, I just felt as though I was, I wondered, I questioned myself. I questioned if I was reacting internally as strongly as I was out of defense of my friend, mm. which is not the right way for me to handle the situation. And we all should probably stop pretending that this coaching pipeline that the owners have created works at all. Oh, it stinks. It doesn't work at all. How many coaches would you say right now are in their first or second years? 17. And there are how many teams? There are 32. That's my point. So more than half the teams in the National Football League have turned over coaches in the last two years. And let the record show, two of them already have this year. Were you even including them? Yes. Okay, so That's that in includes the mix. them. Mm-hmm. So, but one where, so, so you're including Jeff Saturday and Steve Wilkes in that? Yes. Uh, they're part of the 17. Mm-hmm. Okay, but either way. And the number is the number. More than half the teams in the NFL can't make a decision that lasts more than two years. So, again, because so much of it is dependent on so many other things over which a coach has only limited control, which goes back to the original point that there's no obvious reason Jeff Saturday can't do it as well as anybody else. There are only five head coaches in the NFL right now that have been at their post since 2016. Six years ago. Six, let me try and guess those. I mean, they're probably pretty obvious, right? I mean, Andy Reid is one. Belichick is one. Tomlin is one. That's three. Pete Carroll. How many did you say there were? One more. Just John Harbaugh in Baltimore. Oh, John Harbaugh. That's yeah, it. so it's the obvious ones. That's it. The whole list. Everyone else has turned over their coach at least once in five years. <laughs> so you're telling me that these geniuses who are making these decisions 
Shouldn't try something different? That's actually a great argument for trying something different. Bubba, I'll give you the final word on the Saturday hiring. Go. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you in general. I think I, I'm supportive of outside-the-box hires, and I lived through it from the Mets' perspective when we tried it with Brody Van Wagner, and that did not work out. That was something that did not work out. But to me, I think the difference is we're seeing that was some that was an agent who tried to be a front office you know, executive, and clearly it did not work out. He thought he could just transition right over and – do all the things he did because he was an agent for a long time. I don't think he had the exact set of skills that he needed to have. To me, I think what we're seeing is, and I don't know Jeff as nearly as well as you guys, but I know him a little bit, he clearly is that dynamic mm. leader personality and clearly a Hall of Fame player. So he can, for the most part, come in and he knows how to lead men and he can lean on his assistants. You know, he's not just coming in and doing everything. That's what you have assistants for. So he, he in football, like you're talking about, while you need to know a lot, you also can lean on your assistants to do a lot of different things too. And if you are a great leader of men and a dynamic personality and a great football player, I think Jeff is all those things. He is someone that could step in. And, you know, we saw it with Aaron Boone too. And, you know, whatever you want to say, he's for the most part fairly successful with the Yankees, having never coached at all coming right in. So I think some of these outside-the-box hires do work. It just kind of depends how it goes. And, yeah, I think for the most part the criticism is just unwarranted. And, and I think – if honestly, a lot of it just ends up being, you know, probably jealousy for some of it. Yeah. But, you know, I, I support it for the most part because, like you said, you, you keep just doing the same thing over and over. And, for, yeah, for me as a Mets fan, I was like, all right, let's just try something new because it clearly wasn't working. We tried Brody, didn't work, and now we're doing something new, and it seems to be working. So I, I'm I like happy it. about it. No, I think that's exactly right. I, I think that's – that, that's so we're all sort of of, of like mind on that, and I'm, I'm glad we were able to bring it up. Greeny brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Meanwhile – I'm sorry, What? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? So uh, Nuno put something in the Google Doc that made me stop and say, I'm sorry, what? On a podcast called Patriots Talk, Tom Curran and Phil Perry, who I, I, to the best of my knowledge, I don't know Phil. I know who Tom Curran is. He's, He's a respected, right? This is a very credible person. Seemed to have had an actual conversation about whether or not Bill Belichick might get fired at the end of this season by the Patriots. That, that was an actual conversation that people had. And I don't mean this to sound critical because it suggests to me, if they were having that conversation, that that is a real topic that people in and around Boston sports are talking about, that Bill Belichick might get fired. Bill Belichick's team, if the season ended right now, would be in the playoffs in the best division in the sport. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. His fall off, meaning he went from winning Super Bowls to being mm, 500, making the playoffs, that's his low bar. That's as bad as it gets. And I will tell you why he's not going to get fired, because Robert Kraft is not an idiot. If you fire Bill Belichick... You know when Bill Belichick should stop being the coach of the New England Patriots? When Bill Belichick decides it's time to stop being coach of the New England Patriots. Now, we have gone much too far in the, it, it was actually Brady all alongside of this. Does Brady come out of the separation of the two of them looking great by having gone down to Tampa and winning? Absolutely. But now this takes me back. You know, I covered Jordan all those years in Chicago. And people always said, oh, Phil Jackson, he just rolls the ball out there. Oh, you think so? Here's what I will tell you about Phil Jackson and his greatness as a coach. Do I believe Michael Jordan would have won a championship without Phil Jackson? Absolutely. Would he have won six? Hell no. 
Hell no. Tom Brady didn't win those Super Bowls by himself. The second most important person by far was Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is a great coach. And the idea, if, if he was one, how many games have they played? Nine? If he was one in eight, I wouldn't entertain the conversation of firing him. The really good organizations ride it out through down times with people they believe in. No one has ever given you more reason to believe than Bill Belichick has. And his down times haven't been so down. The year after Brady left, what was his record with Cam Newton as his quarterback? Right off the, basically, I mean, right out of right, he, they signed him like right mm-hmm. before the season started. What was their record? They went seven and nine. Seven and nine. Ten and seven last year and made the playoffs. Ten and seven and made the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. He's still a great coach. I mean, an unbelievably great coach whose staff turns over every year because teams keep hiring these guys solely because they have his phone number. If you have Bill Belichick in your contacts, you can become a head coach in the NFL. Jeff Saturday can't, but you can become a head coach in the NFL. If you're Josh McDaniels, if you're Charlie Weiss, if you're Romeo Cornell, if you're Matt Patricia, help me, who am I forgetting? Everyone who's ever been an assistant coach under Bill winds up getting a head coaching job someplace. Bill O'Brien. So, Bill, this is not an accident. Say it again. Joe Judge. Joe Judge, Eric Mangini. The list goes on and on because he's a brilliant coach and none of them can replicate his success because the most important part of his success is him. So the idea that we're actually having a conversation, Nuno, is this a conversation that's actually taking place? I don't know that I like to have my finger on the pulse of everything. Is the conversation in Boston sports right now, is Bill possibly going to get fired at the end of this season? So, and, and during their conversation, just to, they did say that they believe he's won too many games this year. And, but, and so that they don't think this year, good. this year, this possible. But there has been a. He's the second winning as coach in the history but, of the sport. No, he was won more games was than talk, George Hallis. There was talk last year and even before that, the fact of like, hey, because his drafts haven't been good, the free agency, you know, they spent a lot of money for agency wise and it hasn't panned out or wasn't panning out that like and then you go see Tom Brady. That's part of the deal, right? As you saw Tom Brady go and win a Super Bowl with another franchise when you convinced the owner and convinced everyone else, right, like that he's probably it's time to move on. So there was talk in Boston about like, hey, how long is this going to be? How long is this going to go on? And I do think, see, this is a problem I think we're missing of eventually Bill is going to have to win again because as a fan base, I don't care how many titles he's gotten you. You want more. And if he's not delivering it, hey, Bill, sorry, you need to move on because guess what? You can't you can't just let him sit around the whole time and you can't let him pick a successor because all those guys on his tree have been garbage. But, but no, no, they are winning. His bad year was seven and nine. Last year they made the playoffs, and this year they're they're if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. So we're having a conversation like he's been three and thirteen four years in a but row. But they're not super bowl, but they're not a super bowl contending team. And and that fan base is extremely spoiled and expects that, right? Expects yeah, spoiled that. is the key point. You know, the Red Sox win a title, don't make the playoffs, win a title, don't make the playoffs. Like 
you know, they expect that. Like, so they expect it. And if he's not giving it to them, no one's safe. That's the part of being a fan. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Like, we want titles. I, I, that's fine. And if the you're fans, making decisions because of the fans, yeah, that's exactly. The, the fans can say whatever they want. Robert Kraft is the one who makes that decision. I will just say this. I will be shocked beyond words if Robert Kraft entertains the idea of firing Bill Belichick. If I made you Robert Kraft, how yeah. many consecutive games would Bill have to lose before you made that call? <laughs> how many games did we say he could lose and still be above 500 or something? Didn't we have that? Like he could be, can, he could go 0-17 for a certain number of seasons in a row <laughs> and still have a winning record. Like he would have to lose every game Look, he's, I, he's 148 games above 500. Okay, so you'd have to lose every single game nine consecutive seasons to be a 500 coach. <laughs> no, no, and there are no circumstances. I mean, Bill has earned something that almost no one else in history has earned, and that is the right to sort of decide for himself how it goes, how, how he decides to go out. Naming his successor is one thing because, yes, you're right, the, the, the Belichick tree has not worked out well. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I don't think Bill's going anywhere anytime soon. And I, I sit here, I can't believe I'm the one having this, this conversation. But Bill Belichick, the idea of firing Bill Belichick strikes me as completely insane. Coming up next, we'll ask if we have seen the last of one of the most interesting players in recent NFL memory. Plus, who has the worst defense right now? The answer is easy, but it isn't obvious. Greeny, the podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance gives you protection on the phone, online, or on the app 24-7 because things happen 24-7. 
Get a quote at Progressive.com. So I said, who has the worst defense in sports right now? The answer is easy, but it isn't obvious. The answer is the Brooklyn Nets. Nuno, did you watch that game last night? The Brooklyn Nets allowed 153 points in regulation time last night against the Sacramento Kings. To be clear, they scored infinitely fewer than that. I say regulation time as though the game went to overtime. It did not. They played 48 minutes of basketball last night. And the Sacramento Kings, the Sacramento Kings scored 153 points against the Brooklyn Nets. And none of the Sacramento starters had 20. None. So they scored over 150 points, and none of their starters had 20. That tells you the Nets just didn't try. This wasn't a night where someone went off. This was a night where the Nets just said, eh, I don't think so. And Charles Barkley on TNT, not happy. It's so amazing to me about basketball. You know, this team's been together for four years. And when when they went there four years ago, we were like, oh, they're going to win a couple championships. They mean, they're going to be in, they ain't even close. And it's almost over. I mean, it's, I mean, because obviously at the end of this year, there's going to be some wholesale changes. But, man, when you got a good team, you have to take advantage of it. You, take cannot, advantage. you cannot be screwing around. This is a wasted four years for these guys. It is a wasted, I, I mostly agree with Charles. But I think when he said these guys, I think he misses the most important point. This is not a wasted four years for Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving has navigated this thing exactly as he has chosen to. Whatever you may think of Kyrie, all the things he's done and all the things he's said and all the positions he's taken and everything else, all the games he's missed, these have all been of his own choosing. They've been his doing. This wasn't wasted. This was Kyrie demonstrating what his priorities are as a human being. You are entitled to think of that, whatever it is you choose. But I don't think these have been wasted four years. Ben Simmons obviously hasn't been there four years. But right now, he's just desperately trying to rescue some semblance of what looked like a promising career. I mean, there was a moment in time when we thought Ben Simmons was going to be the next great one. Now we're just trying to figure out if he can become a legitimate player. Like, can he be an NBA starter on a championship caliber team? It's quite a fall. So he's just trying to rescue that. The one who has wasted his time is Kevin Durant. I don't care how he tries to spin it. And I have enormous appreciation and admiration for Durant. I saw him. We were on the court last week in Brooklyn, and we saw him. And I watched him going through his workout routine, his warm-up routine on the court, all the shooting. He's such a brilliant player. He's so good. He's the only one of that group that has a permanent record. James Harden was part of this for a little while. Almost everything that happened with James Harden felt very on brand. But Kevin Durant is one whose brand is to be LeBron-esque, Jordan-esque, Kareem-esque, Russell-esque. Like, that's the brand. Kevin Durant is supposed to be one of the greatest players of all time. And in many ways, he is. But he's the one who was wasted for years. Coming back from the injury the way he did, let's call it three, because he couldn't play the first year no matter where he had been. But to be spinning his wheels and to essentially win one playoff series in three seasons in Brooklyn in, his, in, the, in the tail end of his prime. How old is KD? 34. 34. 
figure he's got another, what, two years or so after this? He still looks as good as ever. Sort of in his prime. Okay, so you want to say four. I mean, he's skinny enough. He's not enough 10, right? He's not still going to be doing this at 44. So he's the one this sticks to, if you ask me. He's the one, Sir Charles, who has wasted his time. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. The first year that he is eligible for the Hall of Fame, he'll obviously get in. Oh, sure. Where are endearing and adoring fans flocking from to see that? In Oklahoma City? In San Francisco, in Brooklyn. Where is he beloved? I guess is my question to you. Like, what player of his stature historically is sort of viewed the way that he is, not just in total, but where he played? It's a very interesting question. Like, who loves that guy? Yeah, it's a very interesting question. You know, I I need to think about it because I I had not, what I'm trying to think of is what other all-time greats in that sport fit in that box like fit in the box where, like even the, the historical quote-unquote villains, like Reggie Miller loved to be a villain, but he certainly wasn't a villain in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And, and when he go, went in the Hall of Fame, they flocked to see him, I'm sure, and they celebrated him. There have been players who've moved around a little, but were always sort of at least beloved in one place. It's a really interesting question. Let me think about it a little bit here as we fire up hour number two with that and a whole lot more on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.